what we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. All right, this is Eat and Drink, the mini episode. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Ali Hassan. Ali, listen, I just want to say that coming up on Monday's show, we are going to have a great interview with Zach Kavass from Kavass Food and Beverage Company. You don't need to tell me, buddy. Tell them. Tell the people. Well, okay. Tell everybody. So you, you may have heard me ranting and raving about these syrups that I discovered and how great they are in cocktails. Okay, first of all, Jenny Arena discovered them, you selfish prick. You're right. You're right. It was through uh, a friend of the show, Jenny Arena, who who introduced me to Kavass uh, Syrups and Kavass Beverage uh, Company. And they have made my cocktail experience so great. So I've been sort of connecting with them and saying, listen, we'd love to get you on the show. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And so on Monday's show, you're going to hear that interview and uh, totally stoked. It's going to be it. great. You're going to laugh. You're going to learn. And uh, and you're going to love yeah, it's too let's much. hope. Maybe it's too much, but I think I think all those things will happen for sure. Two of the three for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also need to make a correction, Ali. Let's hear. So, I, you okay, know, I so, live for these. I live for these. So, Please. So two weeks ago, we did a mini episode called Recos and Rants, where I made a recommendation, and I was in the mood for a meat wrap, and I guess I didn't identify the type of wrap I wanted. I was all over the map. So our listener in uh, California, Nima, had pointed out that if when you're talking about wraps, if I want a Greek wrap, it's a gyro wrap. If I want a Arabic type wrap, it's a shawarma. And if I want a Turkish wrap, which is what I was looking for, it's a doner kebab. Doner, doner, yeah. Doner, doner yeah. kebab. Okay, yeah. so it was a kebab is what I wanted, but I, I guess I was all over the, uh, you know, meat wrap map, and uh, I guess it pissed some people off, Ali. Oh, you, you just used the wrong words? Well, yeah, because like, I, I guess I was saying, I wanted a wrap, I wanted a gyros, I wanted a shawarma, and they're like, but you said you wanted to go to this restaurant called Best Istanbul Restaurant, so it sounds oh, like you yeah, wanted a kebab, yeah, yeah. and you never said kebab. Yes, I remember this, because we were talking about pide, pide, the the, yeah. the, the Turkish pizza. Listen, uh, Nima, my apologies, I'm basically here to correct Marco, that's my primary role, and I think I missed it too, and I know all these things, this is basic. Uh, so, uh, shame on Marco, shame on me, <laughs> and apologies to Nima. Uh, we'll we'll do better, buddy. Listen, and if you want to make a correction, we're happy to receive it. Just send it to us at podcast eat drink, and we will uh, we will make that correction on the show. And I get it, Ali, because if somebody was to talk about Italian stuff and and use a bunch of different words and different things for it, it piss piss me off too. Oh man, God forbid somebody says bruschetta instead of bruschetta, you're you lose your mind. So yeah, of yeah. Course, well, listen, of course you're, right. uh, <laughs> you understand, rightly so. All right, all right. Let's go to our episode then, Ali. Let's get started. This is a part two. Uh, part it's two. the sequel. Will you understand uh, part two if you haven't seen part one? Yes. It's kind of like the Rush Hour movies. You know what I mean? You could still get into it. You could figure it out. We are talking about a controversy. Ooh, controversy. We like to get into the, uh, sink our teeth into the sexy stuff sometimes. I feel like that's what we've done here. The Guardian in the fall of 2019 had a list called to eat or not to eat 10 of the world's most controversial uh, controversial foods bit of a reckoning for marco and i as we see many of the many of the things we love on this list you know ali the guardian is a reputable um 
newspaper magazine so based out of the UK, say, bro. Yes, they are. Well, sure. listen, you know, I usually my sources are usually the Christian Science <laughs> uh, Health Food uh, yeah blogs or whatever. That, yeah, the Lord's I, Food I, Network. The Lord's Food Network usually guides me as well. But yeah, today we're going in a different. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna get. I've been watching Righteous Gemstones. I can't. I don't know how they didn't get taken down by the evangelical right. Like people must have been like, "You're mocking us. You're making fun of us. Get this show off the air." Listen, the only people I mock are the evangelical foodies. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, okay. There's All like right. ten of them in the world. Hopefully, they, they are not listening. So the list. Listening. Can we recap this, Marco? Tell people what yeah, we've let's gone through it. so far. All right, so the twenty-five or the ten of the world's most controversial foods, so perhaps foods you you want to think about before you eat, are avocados, bagged salad, beef, uh, cod. That one hurt. Uh, milk. That one hurt for me. And nut butters and palm oil. I don't know why they were grouped together, but uh, because all the nut butter I have had is is just. The nut in a butterfly, there's no ingredient. That's the whole beauty of it. There's no extra ingredients. But anyway, um, so your peanut of... butter, your peanut butter has no sugar in it. It's just peanut butter with a layer of oil, like three inches of oil that you got have to right. stir together. Okay. You got it right. I drink that. I do shots of that in the morning. It really helps me get going like motor oil. No, it's oh, man, your kids must have a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> uh, do we have to have that peanut butter? Yeah, no, it took some time. It took some time for sure. them to go off the big, the big brand stuff. But they're in. They're in now. You know, good, they put a good, bunch good. of jam That's on good. it, and uh, they're happy. So we have four left, and then Marco uh, was keen to add to this list, as if this mm-hmm. is not enough of a buzzkill. Enter Uncle Marco with his negativity. So we're gonna we're gonna stay tuned for that, please. Uh, this this next four is also going to be a bit of a slap in the face for many of you. Marco, do you want to okay, start so, us off at yeah, the, I'll, number four on the list of number 10? F- number four, or I guess seven, if you're continuing on the 10 that we're doing. You go whichever is, way you want. Is soy, or as the Brits have here, soya. Yes. Yeah, the Brits don't and, know a lot uh, about food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bangers and soya. Um, so... The problem with soy is that it's leading to deforestation um, at the door of like tofu and soy milk because there's this this insatiable appetite for those items. Uh, We're getting some soy deforestation in areas that grow it, Mm -hmm. Um, which doesn't make sense to me because we grow soy in Canada. I believe Saskatchewan's growing uh, or the prairies, Manitoba's growing some serious soy. So perhaps the question is. Look at where you're buying your soy, because uh, it could be the location from where from where it comes. Look, I limit my tofu as it is uh, because it's it tastes like ass. So I've sort of been a good person in that regard. <laughs> sure. Uh, I this uh, there was soy is a little bit of a problematic thing. It, was it the hormones? Uh, they they say that that men who have too much soy get too much hormones, but I think a lot of that's been refuted and it's one of those things that came out. I think you'd have to drink or eat so much soy yeah. that um that 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 would affect your hormones, but if you just eat or consume a moderate amount, you're fine. And the places that we're singling out that do do that deforestation I mentioned are places like Brazil and Argentina. So, you know, they've got their their forests and jungles that they're clear cutting and whatnot for soy harvesting. So 
Take yeah. a look at where your soy is from. And I would say buy local soy if your country grows soy, because I know Canada does. Yeah, it says right here, the final line on this uh, soy chunk, buy organic, buy local. And uh, it says as far away from farms or fisheries as you can. All right. right. So uh, that's something to think about. This one's going to hurt a lot of people. Um, it hurts me just to just to even think about it, my friend. <laughs> I got an allergic sneeze just from reading it. Uh, <laughs> chocolate, my friends, chocolate. Oh man! Shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. Now they are especially talking about the big brand bars, which contain soya and palm oil, which were the two preceding items on this list. And there is ethical baggage uh, associated with chocolate before you even consider cocoa. Yeah. That's a whole other uh, ball game. Um, like, yeah, you hear so much about child labor and um, them paying the workers next to nothing and they're working in dangerous conditions to get chocolate and the cocoa. And it's like uh, just it just really kills me because the alternative is so expensive. So you can either buy the cheap one that might have some very questionable practices mm -hmm. or you could buy the higher end one that says, you know, uh, grown on farms where they pay the workers and there's no child or slave labor on it. Yes. And you're paying five, seven times the amount. Well, but you know what? If you care about your health, you should be eating uh, less chocolate, better quality chocolate. It is it is. Uh, you know, many people will say it's good for you, that dark chocolate. Sure. Uh, the more it tastes like dirt, the better it is for you, I believe is the saying. Uh, but to really kill the buzz completely here, oh. there is deforestation associated with, with chocolate, particularly from West Africa's forests. 90% um, of West Africa's original forests are gone, thanks oh, in man. part to, uh, to the demand for cheap cocoa. So get the good stuff. But to finally kill the buzz... Fair trade chocolate no. is still Don't not delivering it. enough money to the primary producers. Oh, no. Oh, Thanks, chocolate. Me, man. Thanks for just ruining everyone's day, chocolate. What kills me <laughs> is that companies like Nestle and Cadbury could actually change how this is uh, farmed and the practices. They could go in and be like, all right, we're going to pay you all fair wages. We might have to increase the amount for each chocolate bar, or maybe they just assume a bit of the cost there yeah and you know don't not make the huge profits that they make and really make this sustainable and good for the environment and the yeah. people who have to pick it it's really tragic and there's the child uh, child labor now uh, you, you and i are both not child labor experts or experts on any no. of this stuff but you know that's why we turn to the guardian for this and yeah. they have they have links to articles that they've done about Child labor and deforestation, all these things, all these various factors that are uh, that play a role here. So uh, proceed with caution like you do perhaps, with everything else. Perhaps write to the candy bar or chocolate bar company that you buy from, Cad, whether it be Cadbury, Nestle or whatever the other big ones are and say, hey, I'm looking to you to make these practices so that we don't have these issues. Mm. What are you doing? Ask them what they're doing. Do it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whatever. Just say, hey, what are you doing? And see what the response is and let us know. Okay. Next up, um, I don't have this often, but when I do, I typically love it. Uh, I want to say shout out to the Greeks in particular, mm -hmm. but also a lot of these hipsters that have it on their on their menu. So, you know, without, without restaurants really being a, a factor of the, over the last few months, I haven't had this in a while, but somebody posted a picture, somebody from the Maritime, somebody who I follow. And, and there was a, there was a 50, 50 
you know and right. and the other half were like oh yes where is this and it is octopus uh my oh. friend so it's you know some of you are like no problem there i'm the most ethical octopus eater in the world i never eat it for those of us who know a properly grilled octopus oh, just so great crispy charred on the outside and nice meaty on the inside. I mean, uh, it's really one of the greatest things to come out of the sea. Um, as an appetizer, grilled octopus, uh, you know, sometimes with just like a little bit of a glaze of some kind, you know, tamari glaze, really good stuff. Anyway, it is problematic. Even the sushi, even that octopus sushi with that thin slice of octopus tentacle is fantastic. Yeah. The problem with yeah. o- so, octopus or yeah, octopi well, you know, these uh, cephalopods are being uh, trawled, so they're being overfished, and they're they're sort of taking the place of a lot of the sort of large fish that we've been eating in the past that are full of mercury. So it's kind of being replaced and being overfished because the demand for octopus or octopi is so huge. They yeah. only live to between one and two years, so we could harvest or fish octop- octopus uh, ethically and properly, um, as long as we get the adult octopus. Yeah. But I've been to restaurants where they have the baby octopus, and it's like, guys, you gotta let these creatures grow big and you know have offspring, so that we're not overfishing this 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 um, fish. Yeah, I mean, it, and and there is a nice solution uh, if you can find it. It is uh, avoid the ones that have been caught through deep sea trawling. Yeah. Right. Because those are the people who are waiting until they're mature. They have reproduced and that kind of stuff. So um, solutions are there if you want to look for them. And uh, can't wait to eat some octopus with you, Marco, at some point very soon. All right. And finally, or or consider maybe eating calamari over octopus and cuttlefish because uh, I don't know if they're if they're being overfished. But mm, you know what you just said to me? You know what you just said to me, basically? Yeah. It's like I'm looking for a homemade sausage with fennel and chili flakes and cumin that some Italian made in their backyard. And you go, you know what you could do? You could have a hot dog. That's what you just did to me. Calamari, the goddamn rubber band of the sea. Get out of here. What about cuttlefish? Cuttlefish is fantastic. I'm actually joking. I'm actually joking. I've had more calamari than I know what to what to do with in in life. But uh, yeah, but what about cuttlefish? I'm asking you about cuttlefish. I've had cuttlefish like twice in my life. It's not. It's okay. It's good. It's great. It's fantastic. it's meaty. It's thick. It's it's far uglier than. It's almost like an octopus and a calamari had a baby. And what came up? It does look like something uh, genetically is a modification of the two of them. But anyway. Uh, the octopi, nothing, nothing quite compares. But also, I feel like I have it maybe three times a year, four times a year maximum octopus. So okay. uh, I'm doing my part. All right, fair <laughs> to chill out, and I think we can all do that. Uh, the last one, uh, the last one on this list yeah. is the one that that I am totally cool with. Me and, too. Uh, and you'll know why. Yeah, I would say some point in the middle of last year, you told me you were done with these guys anyway. Yep. You had yep. read something. You found out something about them. You Please do share that. It is prawns. That's the final controversial food that you should really think about eating or not eating. Marco has already done his thinking. Prawns, as we know them, shrimp, are... Um, heavily involved in the destruction of mangrove swamps, particularly the ones from warm waters in Thailand, Sri Lanka, and Madagascar. Yeah, first uh, of all, I love a good mangrove. 
uh, and I don't think we should be <laughs> fucking around with those swamps. But I do want to say this. They are disgusting and gross and often will have E. coli. So that's my main reason uh, not to have them. They're often um, farmed near cesspools and uh, water that is contaminated or full of waste, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a solution. If you need your shrimp. Companies that choose uh, that, that that go with cold water prawns are the best choice, or prawns from the Happy Prawn Co. It's an ethical company, produces 100% natural, traceable black tiger prawns from Indonesia. So you have your solutions, but also shrong, uh, prawns like like so many of the um, bottom feeders, crabs, lobsters, uh, those those shellfish should probably be eaten a little less than we do. Yes, uh, most definitely. I also want to single out Canada does some great shrimp farming in the prairies. So they'll have these warehouses that have these huge tanks. So the these uh, prawns or shrimp never see open water and they're constantly in filtered water and supposedly they're fantastic. So I'm sure depending where you live, you can find local shrimp or prawn it's interesting if you were talking to me about farmed fish i would be it would have no interest to me whatsoever but somehow with farmed shrimp that is a better option because with the fish you know once they're farmed they all get sort of the antibiotics at the same time and um it's not it's not a healthy environment it's not a a natural ecosystem for for the fish but with the shrimp you got no problem with the farming you you just don't know i watched the whole shrimp anyway no, no, I do. I watched a whole report on it because I live with a my, my spouse, Amanda. Uh, she is all shrimp all the time. And every time she makes it or eats it, I'm like, I just can't. I just okay. I, I picture what the shrimp were in before you, they were on your plate. And I just can't. Uh, so, yeah, for you. I can't I can't go there, my friend. I can't. All right. So now I'd like to introduce two of my uh food items that i have problems please do with, okay? and do remember it's a mini episode so let's not go let's not do, please don't quote from your novella uh things i hate by marco timpano it has to be a short <laughs> version give it to the people <laughs> listen you've heard me bitch about this before and i will bitch about this until my last breath if we don't do something about this and that is shark so there's there's a huge problem that we have. And if you haven't seen the movie Shark Water or Shark Water 2, I strongly recommend you see, you watch that film. It's devastating what we're doing to the population of sharks um, on the planet. They're an apex predator. And when you take that apex predator out of the ecosystem, it's a fucking disaster. And the reason that we're having these problems with shark is because of the insatiable, insatiable appetite for shark fin soup. Uh, primarily out of China. Now, I say that not to blame, you know, to put blame anywhere, but that's where it's going because of the wealth that's in China. And um, there's a lot of uh, Chinese celebrities who are coming out with commercials, you know, basically telling the public, we do not need to be eating this. And there's this argument that it's a cultural thing, but a lot of the proponents uh, against thinning are actually Chinese Americans or Chinese who say it's not a cultural cu- cultural mm-hmm. practice. Let's stop using that. It's not to cultural. Justify it's a show of opulence. It's a show yes. of opulence. And and I I'm sure you were going to get into this, Marco. But in case people are unclear, uh, it's basically catching sharks to cut off their fin and tossing them back in the water. So it's yeah. a really uh, it's an inhumane and wasteful way. And my Chinese friends. 
and and historically the Chinese have been incredibly good at using every part of the animal. Of course, nothing goes to waste. These are you know the people, many of them whose ancestors especially grew up in poverty, and they use every part of a vegetable, every part of a, a, a an animal. So this goes in the you know you want to talk about cultural. Yeah, this flies in the face of that, really, of of of, of yeah. the the roots and 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 what the Chinese have been come to be known for, which is such a a frugal, wise way of using uh, produce. Um, so yeah, this is it's an unethical practice, and uh, and it's a show of opulence, and the cultural argument has been sort of debunked. In many, that's right. Many that's circles. right. So, so I won't eat in restaurants that serve shark, and I let I usually let them know. I I ate in one not too long ago because I was with a bunch of friends. They really wanted to go there, and by the time we ordered, I noticed it was on the menu. But so I you, did make sure. You noticed shark fin, or you noticed shark? Like which one is it? It was that... shark meat. It was shark meat. Okay. And so I I did speak with both the waiter and the um, manager and said. I have, an, I have a real strong problem with this. And unfortunately, we already ordered. Otherwise, I would not be eating this establishment. So I let my establishments know, and I, I take a personal stance on that. So that's my beef with shark. Pardon the pun there. Yeah. Uh, since both those items end up on this list. <laughs> my, my other item, this might come to a, sh- a shock to you, Ali, but this actually, my <sighs> mind has changed. My mind has been changed because of one of our listeners. And thanks to Christina in Victoria, uh, I have chosen to stop eating foie gras, which I love. Which you can't even pronounce. So right away, uh, you had no right. You had no right to get near it. Why are you putting an R in foie gras? That's what I want to know. Where is it? Why is it froid? I thought you were going to say frogs. I've stopped eating frogs. You were on your way to say frogs. Okay. I love frogs. No, no, yeah. no. Foie gras. You're right. I did put an extra R in there. Uh, I I will no longer eat. Uh, thanks to Christina and her shedding light on the practices that they do with the mm-hmm. poor geese that are force fed and almost explode. And um, yeah, I, it's I, one of the more I, cruel things that you will yeah. ever see. Now, you want to turn a blind eye to it. That's one thing. But but you cannot deny that it is incredibly cruel to fatten up an animal uh, so unnaturally. Just, I mean, and and and, and I think what the problem is for people, it's a slippery slope because you start looking yeah. at geese and foie gras, and you're like, oh, it's not so different. What they do to, let's say, chicken, uh, sure. how they are treated, you know, and they, oh, well, it's not so different what we do to cows, and uh, you know, and so I think it is that slippery slope that many people, because once you say, you know, if you are anti foie gras. It's that thing where people go, I, I, I will never uh, eat meat. And then they go, well, aren't you wearing leather shoes right now? Sure. And so, so foie gras is, I, I believe, a slippery slope. Uh, but you cannot deny that it's a it's an extremely cruel practice. Yeah, yeah. And, so and it is again. It feels like a show of opulence, like like the shark mm-hmm. fin. It's like, what are we really yeah. doing here? Why do we need this that badly? Exactly. And I think the solution there is we need to be in the practice of eating more goose meat. So if we're raising geese Mm. on a larger scale where we're eating them like we do chicken, then we don't necessarily have to force feed them to have an engorged liver and we can just eat the livers from geese that we raise sort of naturally um, or what I'd like to think is naturally. So maybe we just need to put more geese on our menu. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good idea. You know, speaking as a Canadian, yes, geese are notoriously massive assholes. Yeah, they are totally. the assholes of the world. So if we can if we can get rid of the population in any way, uh, quickly, why fatten them up? Why wait to kill them? 
you know? Have you ever walked on the sidewalk? Have you ever walked on the sidewalk where there was a Canada goose that just happens to be like? I've had, I've had every experience with a goose, and uh, I and I want them dead so quick. I, I want I hate them more than raccoons, buddy. And I'm sorry if you're uh, <laughs> listening and you're a goose lover, but man, just pieces of shit, you know? Just yeah, listen, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> And can I also just put an honorable mention for something that's really disgusting? Of course. And that's hot dogs. In particular, hot dogs that aren't kosher. I uh, listened to um, a radio show on, I believe, CBC a few years back. And did you know that every hot dog that you consume has a certain amount of rat hair in it? No, did not know that. Yeah. So after I heard that, I stopped eating hot dogs because I just don't want rat hair in my food. That's hilarious because do you know what else is in hot dogs? You, like what? the rat hair is almost the least worrisome part of it. I'm okay with the with the sphincter and the rectum of a hog, but but got, rat hair. Come on, what are we doing here? But well, listen, I don't think the please. the kosher hot dogs don't have lips and assholes. No. No, because they're not pork, right? Kosher hot dogs aren't pork. No, but do you, what beef lips and it, look, it's it's scraps. It's meat intended for. Speaking of using every part of the animal, the hot dog is one of the most you know a frugal person's uh, uh, wet dream. You're like, look at this. No. We were going to throw out these disgusting scraps, but let's shove them into a casing and tell people that this is our culture to eat this. It's all no. Food. Listen, no, I can't. I will have a sausage from any culture. Any place, be it cabasa, be it chorizo, be it andouille, any Italian sausage, I will have those things with a big fucking smile on my face. But keep your hot dogs to your ballparks. I never need to eat one. I don't say this often enough, Marco, but you are uh, you are a hero. (laughs) The man who will eat every sausage, but not your hot dogs. I mean, not all heroes wear capes, people, but Marco Timpano does wear a cape he brings it with Wait. him into the uh into the studio all the time what where is do you where do you sit on the hot dog fence i mean i have like uh five a year in the uh, maximum in the months of uh, june to september let's say or may to august uh i think they are gross and okay. uh, i have them anyway <clears throat> in the end you know what i'm like i i'm like uh Hot dogs can go fuck themselves. That's, okay. that's that's my stance in January and February. Then it's May and somebody's grilling a hot dog or those Toronto hot dog carts are out on the street. And I'm like, ah, come on. Hot dogs aren't so bad. So it really depends when you catch me. Right okay. now it's in the summer and I'm eating primarily plant-based. Who needs a hot dog? I don't care. The other day my wife brought veggie hot dogs and I was angry. I was like, these are gross. These, are, these taste terrible. But then you know what? You put it in a bun. Sauerkraut, some jalapenos, some mustard, some uh, chopped up pickles, and you're like, I can barely taste the thing. This is delicious. I mean, who cares? There you go. Yeah, there you go. It's all what you uh, accompany it with that can change your mind from a rat dog to a veggie dog. I still think they're terrible on their own. But yes, they are fine. You know what? Uh, Everyone, please uh, don't let us stop you from enjoying your life. But if you can do things ethically and sensibly and uh, and make decisions that help the planet, even if it is having something on that list, that controversial list, but having it, you know, less often, a couple times a year, maybe. Well, you've already done something good for yourself and the world you live in. And, uh, That's fair. And listen, if you have an article that you want us to talk about, send us an email at um, 
podcasteatanddrink at gmail.com. We actually received an email about a um, coffee-based drink from one of our listeners that I will focus on next month. So thank you for that email. Um, and uh, please let us know. We're happy to tear apart any article that's on the <laughs> We live to tear. That's who we are. Thank you so much. Uh, you've been listening to a mini episode of the podcast Eat and Drink. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink, the mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. If you have a topic, cocktail, food item, or segment for what's in Marco's mouth, email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one, forks up.